The content found on thebestdayever.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. All right, welcome everyone. This is your host, Lucian Gauthier, and I am here with a lovely Nadine Artemis. Nadine is a featured speaker at both Longevity Now Conference and the Women's Wellness Conference, and she is here today to talk to us about dental health. We have recently released a video with her, your presentation from our last conference, in which, Nadine, you spoke about natural ways to make our teeth and gums healthier and stronger, and all the different little cofactors that go in from a nutritional point of view to kind of help us create not only a dental strategy, but also a lifestyle and nutrition strategy to help support good dental health, strong teeth and gums and so forth. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to to uh, spend time with you in our interviews. What I would really like to do in this interview, Nadine, is to go a little bit deeper from your presentation. A lot of our listeners and a lot of our viewers had questions. A lot of different angles were kind of presented and different ways to approach this. So let's just go a little bit deeper. And I know that you have a lot of really interesting information to take a few of the points uh, a little bit deeper, especially with regard to fat-soluble vitamins and things that can help us to create good, healthy teeth. And one of the things that we were just talking about before we started recording this interview was the kind of misconception that a raw food diet or even a diet that might be just like fruit-based is always going to produce dental concerns for people because of the elevated sugar levels. But let's look at some other angles that might play a role in this particular issue as well. Yeah, that's a great place to start because a lot of people... um you know, that are eating with a raw vegan diet, they have a lot of questions because they do find that the teeth kind of get gray and glassy after a while. And again, it's all individualized and it depends on sort of, you know, how long or all those kind of things play a factor. So it's not necessarily something that happens to everybody. But one place we can look to start at that is why do teeth get gray and glassy? And we're very concerned with white teeth. And white teeth do symbolize health because um, it is healthy to have white teeth. But we don't want bleached veneer Hollywood style white teeth. We really want real white teeth. And what a lot of people may not know about the enamel is that it's actually transparent. And so it's the inside of the tooth that is a healthy inside of the tooth reflects out through the enamel. And when we have healthy dentine, that is what makes a healthy white tooth. So I like to think of what makes the inside of the tooth healthy. And one of the things that need to be in our bodies to feed our teeth is fat-soluble vitamins. And on a raw diet, sometimes those might be lacking, but there are ways that we can, you know, get them into our diet. And this is where the work of Dr. Weston Price comes in, who, who in the 1920s kind of traveled around the world, Indiana Jones style, with his wife to find cultures that had not yet been contaminated by white culture, I'll call it, because I think of like, uh, you know, white bread, white sugar, white flour. And what they found were amazing, you know, amazing jaws and amazing teeth. These cultures were really eating a lot of, of vitamin A 
if, if the foods were analyzed, it was vitamin A, vitamin D, and vitamin K2. Uh, Dr. Weston Price didn't know it was called K2 at the time. He called it Activator X, but he brought in over 20,000 samples of butter <laughs> from growing in these cultures from different times of the year, and he found that it was the June butter that had the most vitamin K. And it's fascinating because we really need vitamin K too. And not only do vegans perhaps don't get vitamin K because it comes from animal products that have been, it's in cheese, milk, eggs, and those animals need to be grazing on grass because vitamin K2 is a sunshine vitamin, but it's a sunshine vitamin that, that's processed through an animal. So we need their, their special stomachs that can process grass and take in and convert that sunshine through the grass into K2. And so I also feel that perhaps everybody that's eating normally and eating animal products are probably also deficient in K2 because most people in North American culture are not eating grass-fed eggs, cheese, and that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I feel like K2 is pretty much going to be, I think we're going to find out that like the K2 thing is kind of like the vitamin D thing and there's kind of a huge epidemic. So why the fat-soluble vitamins are so important they're very magical for the inside of the tooth. They are important also. I've talked about this when I talk about anti-aging and, and wrinkles or not having wrinkles. And what happens is that the growth and mineralization of the dentine requires vitamin A, D, and K2. And the synergy between these three vitamins is essential for healthy teeth. The K2 makes vitamin A and vitamin D come to life, where the vitamins A and D, they act as like signaling molecules, and they tell the osteocalcin to make certain proteins in the bones, and of course that includes the teeth. So vitamin K2 activates these proteins, giving them the ability to bind calcium and usher it into the bones. Otherwise, the, the calcium floats around aimlessly in the body. And David Wolf talks so much about calcification. And this is one of the keys to not having calcification of the soft tissues. Because if we don't have vitamin K2 saying, come on, let's go into the bones, it goes into the veins, it goes into the soft tissue where we want all the minerals, all the calcium to go into the bones. We don't want it wandering around the body and clogging up the kidneys and that kind of thing. K2 also influences the composition of saliva and saliva is very important in, in great oral care. And interestingly enough, of all the organs in the body, K2 is the second highest in concentration in the salivary glands. I just think that's kind of neat. So in our mouths, we have already a high concentration of K2 if it's in our body. That's very interesting. And now the obvious question is for those people who wish to practice a vegan lifestyle who do not wish to consume animal products, is there a way for them to get K2 in its appropriate form without using animal products? Yes, and that is the great thing is that there is natto, which is spelled N-A-T-T-O, and that is a fermented soy. And that can, that's how they make vitamin K2 supplements. Most, also, I think like 99% of all K2 supplements are vegan. And I wouldn't normally recommend soy, but it is a fermented soy. And then I also know some people that just they get natto from somewhere, you know, on the, on the vast internet and it's like not very expensive and it, it's fermented. So it kind of is like smelly socks. But I mean, you can make your own K2 like for, you know, you'd have like years worth for like $7. You'd have like tons of it and you can keep growing it. So <laughs> that's vegan. 
And that's fantastic because we've done so many different veins in terms of health and nutrition and talking about the whole fermentation angle. And, you know, we've had Donna Gates speak at our conferences and she talks about all of the different magical properties that come from beneficial bacteria and the the offspring of some of the fermentation processes, the acids and the things that are formed and the way that our body can use those things to actually absorb nutrition. So it kind of comes full circle in that we can get the nutrition we need through fermentation. And to continue on with our conversation about some of the cofactors, from your perspective, nutritionally, what are some of the key things other than K2 that you would try to bring into your diet, for example, related to say vitamin A or some of the other cofactors? Yes, well, vitamin A, um, you can get as a supplement as well. Vegan, I can't think of food sources off the top of my head because it's very much one of those, like, it's either cod liver oil or you can get concentrated supplements from, like, lemongrass and stuff for the vegan thing. But what you were just saying about fermented foods is very key to oral health because the health of the stomach is completely connected to the health of the mouth. And it starts in the mouth. As in my talk, I was talking about this inner dentineal flow. Well, when we have, when we're eating like nutrition, like not just food, but nutrient food, the whole oral system and the parotid gland and the endocrine system, they, when, when substrates are chewed, and I love the word substrate because it actually means a substance that needs an enzyme to break it down. So to me, that's like, more of a nutritious word than the word substance. So when substrates are chewed and there's real molecules in that food and, and phytonutrients, then the whole healthy cascade of the endocrine system gets ignited. And so we need the, that signaling system in our, in our mouths to ignite the endocrine system and to work on our stomach. Because if we have, you know, gut issues, then we're going to have mouth issues and we're going to have, there's always going to be good and bad bacteria in the mouth as well as the stomach. But the more probiotics and fermented foods and the healthier the gut is, that's going to be reflected in the mouth, not just for good breath, but for the whole, the whole functioning of the mouth and for, you know, not having decay in the mouth. Uh, another interesting thing, um, in my talk, I spoke about the work of Dr. Ralph Steinman. And what he found is um, when there was spikes in insulin, this shut down, this suppressed the endocrine system. And when the endocrine system is suppressed, then the parotid gland is suppressed. And that's the, a gl the gland. It's There's two glands in our mouth. Um, one by each, like it's by the top of the jaw, almost going down the throat by the inner ear canal. And those secrete a hormone that really is the key to understanding how the mouth works. And I call it this invisible toothbrush because the health of our teeth really comes from inside our bodies and inside our teeth. So it's very important to brush our teeth and get rid of plaque and do that surface thing. And of course, having a clean mouth means every time that you swallow, that you're swallowing, you know, more pure. And that's key. But when we're suppressing the endocrine system and the release of this parotid hormone, then we're causing decay in the mouth. The sugar thing is important, but not because the sugar is in your mouth, not because the, the teeth can't handle sugar, because actually the teeth are fine with sugar on them. They can handle it. It's when it's um, there's a spike in insulin and a suppression of the endocrine system. So it's very important to not let your blood sugar, you should live at a, a spiked blood sugar. And if you're eating sweet things, then always have it with a fat 
And what Dr. Ralph Steinman noticed too is that the, the moment he added minerals, so, so when he was checking to see if the dentineal flow was being suppressed, and when he saw when he was studying the decay of the mouth, he, he, as soon as he added phosphorus, copper, manganese, then the decay rate ceased by or improved by eighty percent. So minerals are very important. Interesting. So it sounds like the minerals are acting as sort of a buffer to buffer that sort of sugar hit, which spikes the insulin, which suppresses the endocrine system and kind of stops that uh, negative cascade effect from occurring. A lot of people now are really catching on to not just uh, sugar being a detrimental thing from a, a direct relationship to your tooth health, but also we've, we've gone on for many, many, many months now about sugar affecting every other system of the body. And as you know, Truth Calkins is a great, great champion for the very low sugar diet, low consumption of sugars, especially fructose and various forms of fructose. And they are much different than the, the long-chain polysaccharides that David talks about, like the sugars that are in aloe and some of the sugars that are very healing. It sounds like when people are consuming sugar, they need to think of it a lot more than just, you know, like back in the old days when I went to the dentist, it says, you know, don't eat a lot of sweets, it'll rot your teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or like, don't let the raisin be caught in between your two teeth. That's just not where the cavities are coming from because a cavity starts inside. And I think that's like a huge, it's like, I mean, pretty much everybody in North America thinks in terms of the sugar and acids on the mouth um, because that was what was promoted in the 1940s and all the way up until now. So every dentist in, in, in the whole, all the dental schools, they learn that it's the acidogenic theory, which kind of makes sense because, I mean, I think we've come out of this whole – we're really understanding that, you know, it just seems like we've been uh, blaming the external and sort of like for health conditions and we've been kind of ignoring what's systemic and that I think – when we all we all ha- can go, aha, that makes sense. Of course, the teeth are related in a systemic relationship to the rest of the body. Moving now into some of like the things that most people are unaware of. Ever since my my awareness has increased with regards to what I put in my mouth, I've been very just stunned and shocked at people who are consider themselves to be extremely healthy, and then you look in their cabinet or they're traveling with you, and they whip out a thing of you know, the worst toothpaste ever. And you're dying to say like, oh my God, you're eating so well. You're doing all this exercise. Like if that just is so out of place, that bottle of whatever, I don't want to say any name brands, but. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. And it seems like, I think as a, we feel that there isn't a choice or, you know, cause even at the health food store, I find like, it's just what's being presented for oral care is just like a slight alternative or we'll keep up with the same things, but just like put a little herb in there, you know, but it's kind of just working off the same chemicals or like sodium lauryl sulfate or even something that seems like it's natural, like glycerin. And then, then you've got the drugstore variety and we really, you know, our teeth are alive. And so we don't want to approach our daily oral care like we're scrubbing a countertop. And I mean, hopefully we're even using good things to scrub our countertops. But when we we don't want to buy things from the maybe harmful if swallowed category to take care of our teeth. It just doesn't make sense. Because if we do that, then we're brushing chemicals into the bloodstream. We're then then that can decompose collagen that can disturb the microflora in our digestive tract. And it will hinder hormones. It will, it will affect our hormonal cascade. So 
it's deep what the damage that can be done and what we're doing on a daily level, including, you know, we've got fluoride in our tap water and then fluoride as a, as a treatment that you could purchase, which is crazy. <laughs> it just seems very archaic. We can maintain our mouths with, I, of course, I'm, I, I always bring it back to the plants because they're so rich with molecular matter and phytonutrients and since, you know, for thousands of years, people have been brushing and taking care of their mouths and their digestion because those, those kind of plants are really related. What's good for digestion is also good for our mouths. So brushing with botanicals like neem, cardamom, clove, peppermint, mastic, which is this ancient resin that's like frankincense. Frankincense is also great. Not only does that help with digestive our digestive system, it stimulates the digestive juices, which stimulates the parotid gland. It all, they're also amazingly antifungal, antiparasitical, antibacterial, and antiviral, which are, you know, all things that can incubate in the humid environment of our mouths. And the botanicals, they're lipid soluble in nature, so they can penetrate through the blood brain barrier, through the oral mucosa. They activate the salivary ducts. They stimulate the lymphatic vessels, the capillaries, and our immune system. So it's just, it's just amazing the contrast where you could keep buying toxins or really have a lot of fun and really celebrate the health of your body and do things that support it. Now, there's a few things that I've been sort of telling friends and family, and I just want to confirm with you while I have you here that yeah. they are, in fact, true. And that is yes. <laughs> some, of the, some of the products, like everyone on our team, for example, at Longevity Warehouse, like we all use, you know, like your your, your neem oil, the um, Karoli Baba Tooth Truth Serum with the neem. And mm-hmm. that's just like, I mean, everyone has that on our team, and, and I've been using that forever, it seems. And, you know, I tell people, especially when I go to, when I've, you know, talk to people who go to see their regular dentist that those essential oils, they kill the bad bacteria um, mm-hmm. and they, they, they kill the bad stuff in your mouth, but they don't kill the good stuff. Is that accurate? That is accurate. There's a, a plant intelligence there and I like to relate it. I think it's like oxygen where oxygen can take care of the bad stuff, but it doesn't do, doesn't t- uh, kill the good stuff. And that's amazing. I'm not sure how that all got created and how that all works, but that is true. And that's what's so great. And I love, I mean, every day we get emails about like, my dentist doesn't know what he's uh, what I'm doing, but he says, keep it up. Or, you know, or they try and explain to their dentist, they're like, and they can't fathom it, but they're just like, well, it's great. Your teeth are really healthy. Your gums are healthy. So, you know, and with these, with using potent botanicals like this, if you have bleeding gums, eh, you can clear that up. Like most people will clear that up with their next brushing. So that can be something that's cleared up in 24 hours. You won't have to have bleeding gums again. Some, for some people, depending on their general health, it could take longer, like if they're diabetic or something. But I just think it's it's amazing. Or with cankers or with lesions in the mouth. They're just healed right away. And, you know, the mouth is an interesting area because if there is a cut or something, it can take longer because it's um, not exposed to air. And the second aspect, just related to brushing of the teeth, because that's one of the main things that, you know, people do. Is it sufficient to just brush with essential oils? Or, you know, like when I went to the dentist back in the days, it was really the emphasis was more on flossing than brushing. In Mm -hmm. in your field and in alternative ways of taking care of our teeth, is it the same emphasis where flossing is, in fact, more important than brushing? I think so. And really, even before all that, I think diet is the most important thing. Um, but besides that, flossing is awesome. And I think you had Dr. Stephen Sinatra once 
speak at the conference and he said that it can add seven years to your life. So flossing is really great. But when you slide one of the serums or the essential oils, the, like the neem caroli baba or the healthy gumdrops along the floss, and then you floss, you're getting that serum in between the teeth, which is very important because a lot of interdental um, cavities start that way because people can't access that part of their mouths. So that keeps that area very clean. And the gum in between the tooth also gets fed that nourishment. So we have the sea buckthorn berry in the healthy gum drops, which is very nourishing for gum tissue. And um, you've reminded me of a tip I want to share too, um, which is just, you know, it'll make worth listening to this interview. It'll add so much joy to your oral care regime. You'll be like, yay, I'm so glad I heard that tip. So Dr. Paul Keyes, who a dentist, he's a dentist, he's no longer here, but he was a periodontal surgeon or a periodontal, like he was into the gums and he didn't want to do surgery. He wanted people to heal their gums without surgery. So he had a very simple technique to heal the gums and um, it was using apple cider vinegar, even though apple cider vinegar is very acid. So with the frankincense fresh toothpaste, which has baking soda in it, or just baking soda, what you do is just kind of give your your teeth a brushing over, just kind of clean it, and then give it a one more time where you're kind of, you're not brushing, but you're kind of just coating the teeth and the mouth, especially areas where you have more of a plaque buildup, like the back molars or right in behind the front teeth. So you get a nice coating around there, and then you take half a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar, and you put that in your mouth, and then you fo- it foams up, just like you might have done in grade five science class. <laughs> you get that foaming when you add baking soda and apple cider vinegar together. It lifts the plaque off, and it really takes care of the gum line, the sulca, where the gum line and the teeth meet, which is a very important area where a lot of people get receding gums. And I think what people will find is that they, I mean, I love doing, I feel like I have the clean, I'm like, I feel like I've just been to the hygienist when I do that. It's, you will have the cleanest mouth ever. And it's like such a great tip. Ooh, that sounds fantastic. It's so exciting. (laughs) And and it gives you that, you know, like there's always that feeling when you come out, which I think is kind of the hook that the main dental industry uses, which is you have like that feeling of crisp, clean, fresh, and everyone thinks that you need like a special chemical to get that effect. And you definitely don't. You don't at all. And if you do that daily and if you follow the steps, like we have eight steps that I'm sure are posted on your site and we can include that. We can include that. You know what I mean? It's very easy. If you follow those steps, you'll get rid of that plaque. And if you do this apple cider vinegar trick or just even using the frankincense fresh toothpaste, what you'll find is exactly what you're talking about with the clean feeling, but you'll also find your teeth are silky. I think that's where you can glide your tongue over them. Mm -hmm. And that's when you know you've totally got rid of that shag rug on your teeth and you're like good to go. And the gums are a good color. And you can just tell that you've really cleaned your teeth and that you're you know, on the up with uh, getting rid of the decay in your mouth. Thank you so much. This has been Nadine Artemis sharing her super secrets for (laughs) a natural, beautiful set of healthy teeth. And for everyone listening, this is Lucian Gothier signing off. You can click the button below to take advantage of a special offer for some of Nadine's products. Her essential oils, especially related to tooth care, are just bar none the best. And as David Wolf says, you know, the only thing he ever brushes his teeth with is the Neem Curly Baba Tooth Truth Serum. (laughs) 